Not cute, it's serious. It's back again. We thought it was dead, but it's back. It's back again. It always it's comes dead. back. It always comes back. time hopefully my ghost detector will get here in time <laughs> um today we're going to talk about anatoly moskvin he's russian um so i can't i can't do this one but uh i'm trying to figure out how to do this it's like maybe it's better to start off with like the uh the basics and then go back to what he did right? Bury the lead a little bit. So let's just start with, with his, his bio, his personal life and education. He lived in uh, Nizhny Novgorod, the fifth largest city. It sounds like me uh, backwards masking my own voice. The fifth largest city in Russia. You know, sometimes Wikipedia articles have shit in it that I'm like, why would I care about if it's the fifth largest city in Russia? I don't even know if that's by population or size. Moskvin said he began wandering through cemeteries with friends when still a schoolboy. In particular, they visited the Krasnaya Etna Cemetery located in the Leninsky district of Nizhny Novgorod. <laughs> Russian, 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 Russian. In an article written shortly before his arrest, Moskvin attributed his interest in the dead to a childhood incident during which he witnessed a funeral procession for an 11-year-old girl. Moskvin alleged that the participants forced him to kiss the dead girl's face, writing that, quote, an adult pushed my face down to the waxy forehead of the girl in an embroidered cap, and there was nothing I could do but kiss her as ordered. Well, there you go. After graduating from the philological faculty of Moscow State University, Moskvin became well-known in academic circles. His main areas of academic interests were Celtic history and folklore, as well as language and linguistics. Moskvin had a deep interest in cemeteries, burial rites, death, and the occult. He kept a personal library of over 60,000 books and documents, as well as a large doll collection. Underline that. Fellow academics described him both as a genius and an eccentric. As an adult, Moskvin led a secluded life. He never married or dated, preferring to live with his parents, including his father, Yuri F. Moskvin. He abstained from drinking alcohol and smoking and is purportedly a virgin. In 2016, it was reported that Moskvin planned to marry a 25-year-old native of his hometown who attended his trial. So there you got some clues here. Let's see, uh... A former lecturer in Celtic studies, blah, 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 Moskvin previously worked at the Institute of Foreign Languages, a philologist, linguist, and polyglot who spoke 13 languages, 
Moskvin wrote several books, papers, and translations, all well-known in academic circles. Sometimes I think these people who are like, oh yeah, I speak 13 languages are full of shit. Because who's going to be able to test them? You'd have to find somebody else who spoke 13 languages or 13 different languages amongst a group of five people, which would still be a lot. How would you ever know? Moskvin also occasionally worked as a journalist and regularly contributed to local newspapers and publications. Describing himself as a necropolist, Moskvin was considered an expert on local cemeteries in the Nizhny Novgorod region. In 2005, Oleg Ryabov, a fellow academic and pub- This just sounds like bad guys from uh, late 80s action movies. A fellow academic and publisher commissioned Moskvin to summarize and list the dead in more than 700 cemeteries in 40 region of the Nizhny Novgorod Oblast. Moskvin claimed that between 2005 and 2007, he had gone on foot to inspect 752 cemeteries across the region, walking up to 18.6 miles a day. During these travels, he drank from puddles, spent nights in haystacks and at abandoned farms, or slept in the cemeteries themselves, even going so far as to spend a night in a coffin being prepared for a funeral. <laughs> sure, why not? On his extensive travels, Moskin, misspelled, was sometimes questioned by police on the suspicion of vandalism and theft, but was never arrested or detained after stating his academic credentials and purpose. The work itself remains unpublished, but has been described as unique and priceless by Alexei Yezin, the editor of Necrologies, a weekly paper to which Moskvin was a regular contributor. Well, I want to know. After Moskvin's arrest, Yesen stated that he was confident that there had been a mistake and Moskvin would soon be exonerated. Later, Yesen told the Associated Press that Moskvin was a loner who had certain quirks, but who gave no indication that he was up to anything unusual. Uh, he also did some freelance work. We'll just skip that. That's not exciting. Arrest... And criminal proceedings. Um, so I guess I'm going to go back up now and say why he's most well-known. Uh, he is a Russian guy who was arrested in 2011 after the mummified bodies of 26 girls between the ages of 3 and 15 were discovered in his apartment. So there you go. Uh, after exhuming the bodies from local graveyards, Moskvin mummified them himself before dressing and posing them around his home. Moskvin's parents, who shared the apartment with him, saw the mummies but mistook them for large dolls. So he basically created his own dolls out of bodies. So he was arrested on November 2nd, 2011 by police investigating a spate of grave desecrations in cemeteries in and around guess where. Investigators from the Centra for combating extremism discovered the 26 bodies, initially reported as 29. Again, I don't need that detail. In Moskvin's flat and garage. Video released by police shows the bodies seated on shelves and sofas in small rooms full of books, papers, and general clutter. Um, you can actually see the video. It's been watched 890,000 times. Um, it's three minutes long. The first... Minute and a half is some Russian police lady just talking. So let's see. Oh, I see a doll, but that looks like a just a regular-sized doll. So that doesn't look like anything. Oh, that is a mummy. That's a dead body. Let's see. 
I don't know if he can get in this room. It's very cluttered. Oh, that's a dead body. That is a full-size dead body. Dressed in a purple dress. Doesn't have a face, but has a knitted hat. Legs crossed. It's got shoes on and, like, stockings. Or maybe a full-body stocking. I can't really tell. But that's definitely a dead... This motherfucker in the background is picking up papers and shit. Meanwhile, there's a dead body in the background. I would tell you how to Google this, by the way, and look this up, but you can look it up through it, the Wikipedia, because it's all in Russian. All the description and stuff is in Russian. I don't even know what these letters are. Let's see. Oh, that might be a... That might also be a mummy. A little kid mummy. Oh, yep. Oh, that's an ear. That's definitely... Okay. That was like a dead baby doll mummy. There's like a whole room they can't even get into because it's so f packed with stuff all over. But there's a, a mummy sitting up on a shelf that definitely... Oh, maybe that is a dead kid. It's bigger than I thought. It's, I think it's next to a dead kid. Now this one, there's showing one that looks like a doll in a wedding dress. It just kind of looks like a regular doll. But apparently these are not dolls. Now they're showing him. He doesn't look that weird. He looks like a professor that you would have in school. So there you go. Um, let's see. Let's see. Although only 26 bodies were discovered in his home, Moskvin was suspected of desecrating as many as 150 graves after police found numerous grave accoutrements, such as metal nameplates removed from headstones. Police also discovered instructions for making the dolls maps of cemeteries in the region, and a collection of photographs and videos depicting open graves and disinterred bodies, though none of this evidence could be conclusively connected to any of the bodies found in the apartment. Seriously? Um, it seems like they gave up. They came to a hoarder situation, and they were just like, I mean, he's going to go to jail forever, right? Do we need to connect him to all this stuff? Um, some may have come from as far away as Moscow. Moskvin actively cooperated with investigators and claimed he made the dolls over the course of 10 years. His parents, who were away for large portions of the year, were unaware of his activities. So they never were like, how come you have like an 80-pound doll just hanging out here? This is weird. Let's see, he was charged under some criminal code, a charge which carried up to five years in prison. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, originally Moskvin was accused of having to face the graves of Muslims, considered a hate crime, but this charge was later dropped. I like how they're like, oh, he desecrated a grave of a Muslim, then we could do a little bit more with a hate crime, but it's like, he made these kids into dolls, and you're like, well, not, not much we can do with that. <laughs> Let's see, he was sentenced to coercive medical measures, whatever that was. Um, and he went to a psychiatric clinic. Eh, that seems reasonable. Um, his, ex -treatment, his treatment was extended April 2014 and again in 2015. In 2014, a spokesman stated, after three years of monitoring him in a psychiatric clinic, it is absolutely clear that Moskvin is not mentally fit for trial. He will therefore be kept for psychiatric treatment at the clinic. As of 2019, every request for the extension of Moskvin's treatment has been approved. I mean, well... Now, we've got a huge, long thing about his motive, which is interesting, because you don't always get that. 
In an interview after his arrest, Moskvin stated he felt great sympathy for the dead children and felt they could be brought back to life by either science or black magic. You know, whatever is more convenient. As an expert on Celtic culture, Moskvin learned that the ancient Druids slept on graves in order to communicate. What's <laughs> so funny? <laughs> As an expert in Celtic culture, uh, I drank a beer on St. Patrick's Day one time. Uh, Moskin learned that the ancient Druids slept on graves in order to communicate with spirits if they're dead. He also studied the culture of the peoples of Siberia, in particular the ancient Yakuts, and discovered they had a similar practice for communicating with the dead. Moskvin began searching for obituaries of recently deceased children. When he found an obituary that, quote, spoke to him, he would sleep on the child's grave in order to determine if the spirit wished to be brought back to life. He claimed he had been doing this for around 20 years and insisted that when he began, he never dug up a grave without the permission of the child within. Pretty fair. As he grew older, it became physically painful for him to sleep on the graves, so he began bringing the bodies home where it would be more comfortable to sleep near them. He hoped the spirits would be more willing to speak in a safe, welcoming home, that they might be easier to hear when they were no longer underground. I mean, it all makes a kind of crazy sense. He's just like, you know, maybe I'm going about this all wrong. Maybe instead of going to them, I should bring them to me. We can just watch uh, Seinfeld in Russian. <laughs> and then they can talk if they feel like it. And then if they are unhappy that I exhumed their corpses, they can let me know. After exhuming the corpses, Moskvin researched mummification theories and techniques in an attempt to preserve the bodies. He dried the corpses using a combination of salt and baking soda, and then cached the bodies in secure, dry places in and around cemeteries. Uh, such as? What? Once the bodies dried, he carried them to his home, where he used various methods to make, quote, dolls, in an attempt to give the children functional bodies to be used when he eventually discovered a way to bring them back to life feeling that their physical remains were too decayed and ugly for them to feel comfortable or happy. Uh, that's pretty fair. I mean, yeah. I like that he's like, well, I'm going to be realistic. I'm not going to come up with this, like, tomorrow. So I better give myself a little more time. Maybe if I mummify them, then I will figure out how to bring... First step is stop this rotting. Second, figure out how to bring them back to life. Uh, unable to prevent the bodies from withering and shrinking as they dried, he would wrap the limbs in strips of cloth and stuff the body cavity with rags and padding to provide fullness, sometimes adding wax masks decorated with nail polish over the faces before dressing them in brightly colored children's clothing and wigs. These details made the bodies appear to be large homemade dolls, which prevented their discovery. It was unclear if each doll contained a full set of human remains. That is kind of a weird, fucked-up way to disguise what you're doing if you're doing that. Because you'd be like, well, on the one hand, it's probably suspicious that I have these large dolls. But on the other hand, your average person, if I have these big-ass dolls, is just going to be like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not even going to talk to that guy. Moskvin was aware that he was committing a crime, but felt the dead children were, quote, calling out to be rescued and believed that rescuing the children was more important than obeying the law. He was also motivated by his own desire to have children, specifically a daughter. Moskvin often regretted that he never had children and at one point attempted to adopt a young girl against the wishes of his parents, but his application was declined, thank God, due to his low income. Well, that's unfortunate. You know, I'm going to look at this one as like sometimes, sometimes you just accidentally get it right. 
Moskvin denied any sexual attraction to the dolls and instead considered them to be his children. He spoke to and interacted with the corpses, sang songs to them, watched cartoons with them, and even held birthday parties and celebrated holidays for their benefit. So there you go. The doll killer man. Human dolls, made dolls out of dead bodies, um, kept them in his house. I like that even his parents, his parents were like, boy, I don't think you should, uh, I don't think you should adopt a kid. And then he's like, fine, I'll just go make a bunch of dolls out of dead bodies. And then they're like, hmm, didn't think it was going to go that way. But on the other hand, does reaffirm that we made the right choice here. All right, everybody. See you tomorrow. Now you're the product. He numbers Velocity. Devil. Off.